Hello, hello. Hello. We're back once again, episode 12. 12 is my favourite number. She's already spoken about this. Yeah. She's very excited. I just thought I'd let everyone know because everyone needs to know. No uh, one needs to know. Everyone does need to know. <laughs> but you know, just a little sneak peek, my favourite number is coming up very soon, so. Don't tell me it's 13. That's unlucky. It's not. I have a whole theory about it. Oh, it is 13, isn't mm-hmm. it? You're so weird. That's not weird. <laughs> it's weird. It's not weird. No one's lucky number is 13 because it's inherently uh, an unlucky I'm sa- number. I'm sat right here. I have proof that what you just said is wrong. You're literally just trying to be quirky and different. No, I have a whole theory about it. Okay, do you know what? You can you can explain that next week. And you can tell you can tell I the will. audience. I will. Everyone tune in next week to hear why Sophie's lucky number is 13. It's gonna be the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> Half an hour of me talking about yeah. what the, the number 13. I'll research before. <laughs> okay, I, I'll I heard research. Someone, I heard someone call it the lucky number 13 literally the other day, so. Who were you talking to? The devil? <laughs> Oh yeah, me and my constant conversations with the devil. Antichrist. <laughs> I just bring Satan on Saturdays. <laughs> okay, so episode 12. Mm. Coping with change. Coping with change. Something that everyone deals with. Change can be difficult. Change is necessary. Definitely. But it's also bloody hard. It's bloody hard. <laughs> it's bloody hard. <laughs> Life is so hard. <laughs> Life is bloody hard. Um... And just before we kick off, we just want to make it clear that the purpose of this podcast is not to give professional advice or to preach to any of you. We just want to inspire conversations about self-care and give personal experiences so that you can listen to other perspectives. That's exactly right. And whilst we are, you know, psychology students, we do want to reiterate that we aren't professionals and that we aren't therapists. We're not trying to give any advice or anything along those lines, but just... We're just a couple of friends on a sofa having a conversation about growth and development. And today it's about coping with change. Join us. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lydia, do you want to delve into a bit about the fear of change? Yeah, so change, obviously, as I said before, is necessary. We change on a daily basis. I changed my clothes today. That's a small I'm so glad that you did as well. (laughs) I mean, we're sat across the room from each other, but I'm glad that you changed your clothes. Are you saying I smell? I'm saying you would if you never changed your clothes. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, (laughs) change... I can't believe you took that personally. (laughs) The point is, change is everywhere. It is unavoidable. In fact, I can tell you that the fear of change, it has a name. Do you want to know what the name is? Yeah. It's quite a um, a wordy one. It's metathesophobia. Well, that's not one for the dyslexics. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Genuinely, I had to what? read that so many times before I would even attempt what to say is it out meta- loud. Meta. Oh, I think I said it wrong. <laughs> metathesophobia. Metathesophobia. Yes. As much as like changes everywhere and it's necessary and it's we change every day. I think big changes can cause that anxiety on like yeah. I think I think having metas don't make me say it again. Please say it again. <laughs> having that <laughs> uh sounds quite debilitating, but I think 
on a like more general basis people have a fear of change when it's like a big life change yeah you know like like when you will go from sixth form to university or leaving university or starting a new job like because i think that comes with like lack of direction Mm -hmm. or like uncertainty yeah not really knowing so you know going from sixth form to university like oh my god what's university gonna be like like am i gonna make any friends am i gonna enjoy my course um am i gonna fit in like you know making new friends like it's such there's so much change that comes along with that changing houses which you can speak on yeah i can actually well i was just gonna say on a you could look at it on a really small basis as you said changes all around mm. i think one good way to look at it is say you were it's metaphor time <laughs> yes <laughs> say you were going you go to a coffee shop every morning like on the way to work you always go and you have a regular order. Yeah. You get the same thing every time. Mm. I don't know. What do people order? A skinny chai. Does that exist? I don't know what <laughs> I that is. No idea. <laughs> All the baristas are going to come for you. <laughs> yeah. They're like, that doesn't exist. <laughs> but anyway, you go and you have your same order every day. Mm. And the reason you stick to that is because you know that you like it, but also because you're uncertain that you'll like anything else. Yeah. So you don't even bother... Yeah, and also I think there's the fear of of putting in your money to something if you might not enjoy it. So if you've got like mm. a gingerbread latte mm. <laughs> instead and you're like, you've paid like three pounds for that. I don't, even, mm. I don't even know how much coffee. I don't know why I used coffee. I don't drink it. Yeah, but... neither of us drink coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you're like, oh, I'll try a gingerbread one because it's Christmassy or something. Mm-hmm. And then you don't like it. You're like, well, I've just wasted this money. Yes, but you wouldn't have known you'd wasted it unless you had... Tried it. Tried it. Mm, That's a good point. So you won't know unless you try. So there's a really good video that I watched a while ago. It's by Eve Cornwell. This video of hers came out a year ago, and it's called I Quit My Dream Job. So she was known... Okay. ...is that she was going to law school. Yeah. She got, like, I would say one step from the finish line and then she quit and this is her video talking about like why she did right and obviously in terms of the fear of change the fear of change will come at that point in life in a couple of ways firstly from like training to being qualified that's a fear of change in itself Mm. but she spoke about this idea when she knew that she wanted to quit called the sunk cost fallacy. I've heard about this. Yeah, so basically it's the idea that it's not necessarily just your money, but it's your time. Like, you've invested so much in something that's not worth going back, even if it's not serving you or making you happy anymore. So is it like if you're in a relationship with someone... Yeah, it could And be. because you've invested so much time and energy into that person... You just And maybe once them. it was good, but now it's just like you're comfortably... Mm-hmm. Numb and like you're not really enjoying it but because you're comfortable you just yeah so i think the idea of the sunk cost fallacy goes hand in hand with the fear of uncertainty because you don't want to give something up if you've invested time and money into it or if Mm. you're comfortable with it like a coffee order or 
like living somewhere like we obviously live in nottingham mm. for our degree like we're comfortable here we're that's settled. a big change traveling and that kind of goes hand in hand with the fear of uncertainty like not knowing if mm. you'll enjoy whatever it is you're considering doing whatever change is coming mm. it goes hand in hand and it can be a bit overwhelming <laughs> to say the least <laughs> yeah. all of that sounds really overwhelming yeah I think I'd rather invite change and, like, know that something's not for me than just be comfortable. Yes. Like, I'd want to try. Getting out of your comfort zone is the only way that you'll grow. Mm-hmm. You can't grow in a comfortable, like, stage. Yeah. Seek discomfort, yes theory. I know I've spoken about yes theory before. Seek discomfort. Seek discomfort. I think it's the best motto I've ever made. If I think about my personal experiences, like the biggest changes for example like me like moving school me moving houses loads like those big life changes are probably the ones that have shaped me the most Mm -hmm. because if it were up to me I wouldn't have changed schools I wouldn't have moved houses you know because at certain points I was comfortable and firstly that's just not realistic for life Mm -hmm. and secondly it's like changed my outlook you know I got to move into a new area I got to meet different people I got new experiences like changing schools I got to meet certain people that I either grew close to or just weren't my type of people like you need to go through these things to know what's good and bad for you yeah and ultimately it will like shape who you are I mean for me so obviously like as you said earlier I've moved house yeah so I grew up in the same house until I was 20 I'd just turned 20 when my parents moved and I think obviously because it was my hometown it was where I just it was like everything I'd known before uni it was obviously had a complex relationship with that Mm -hmm. but that itself has changed the way that I spend my time when I'm at home because I now go back and it's like more of a conscious effort to switch off and I'm just spending time with family mm-hmm. um and I'm yes obviously I had to put in more effort to see friends from home but if anything that kind of it went to show the friends that we would both be willing to put in that effort so you can get lo- like so much out of those changes I mean for so long I genuinely thought moving house would be the worst thing in the world I mm. did not want it at all yeah even in like the local area I hated the idea yeah and it was obviously really hard but that's not to say that it didn't have any benefits obviously it's had loads I would say for me the main way I think about like the fear of change isn't actually in terms of moving house it's in terms of after uni so I've always known yeah me too yeah I've always known that I wanted to go to uni yeah I would say I think I know where you're going with this so I, obviously school, you follow all the steps, you pick your subjects, whatever. I always knew that I wanted to go to uni after that. Um, I didn't even really consider taking a year off, which is good because I couldn't have done anyway with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm glad I didn't plan any of that. And so I, even when I went to uni, obviously I was nervous, but I didn't even have that like fear of change because it was I was still in academia. I wasn't overly scared about it. Yeah, so all the steps were kind of laid out from the get-go. Yeah, and so the thing is with then when you're faced with the idea of leaving uni is you don't have 
perfectly defined steps for no. how to get anywhere. Yeah, because everyone goes off and essentially does their own thing. Yeah, so I, for reference, we are both in third year. We're both doing three-year degrees. So we And we both graduate this year. Yeah, so we have genuinely a matter of months <laughs> left, <laughs> which is very scary. It's scary because it's like... Every, it's made to feel like you've got a matter matter of months to essentially figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life when that's not really the case. And also, like, in terms of spending time here at uni, it's like you have to do everything that you once said you wanted to do in Nottingham. Like, any tiny plan that we ever spoke about making, it's like, well, we didn't do that, so we have to do it. I mean, I still... I like that. <laughs> I want to do everything. <laughs> also, I want to do everything, but I can't do everything in this city before I leave. Why not? Not with that attitude, you can't. <laughs> if, I want to, if I want to graduate this summer, then I can't. <laughs> it's hard because you know that you leave and you need, you want to find your purpose. And it's I sometimes I'm a bit jealous of people who are like, yeah, I've, I've always known I wanted to be a doctor. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to study for seven years. Obviously, it's going to be difficult, but they're going to study for seven years, go into a certain avenue, get a doctorate, you know, practice medicine, all of that, and they're pretty much you know they've got it sorted they're like sorted as once they've got in yeah to that course they've pretty much just they've got they it. know where you're go you're you're going in and that's that whereas when we leave we don't really have that safety net and like mm-hmm. that per- finding that purpose i think is kind of the age-old question like what do i want to do with my life I think- and it's such a big question we're also going into a recession so that's brilliant <laughs> Yeah, love graduating in a recession. We love the cost of living crisis. <laughs> <laughs> the odds are really in our favour. <laughs> Let's just laugh the pain away. We've had a great few years. Our first year we were in lockdown, and now that we're leaving, everything is ridiculously expensive, <laughs> and there are no jobs. <laughs> However. <laughs> Yeah, let's bring back the positivity because otherwise we will go into an existential crisis. All right, this is how this is how I think this is how I choose to look at it. Right, you could either picture yourself in front of twenty doors. Okay, now you could look at you could look at the doors and be like, oh my god, there's so many doors. I don't know which one to go into. I don't know which one where which one will lead me where. I don't know what's on the other side. There's so many to pick from. There's just too many doors. I don't know what to do. You know, mm-hmm. you could, you could, you could overthink it to the extreme, to the point where either, to the point where you know, you turn around and you say, actually, I don't want to pick any doors, right? Or you could invite it and say, oh my god, I'm so lucky. I have so many doors. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, like the fact that I get to pick out of twenty is insane. You know, definitely. Like, choose to look at it like I the world really is your oyster choose to look at it as an overwhelming amount of opportunity Mm -hmm. rather than an overwhelming amount of uncertainty yes Mm. yeah finishing my sentence you're welcome i could see that you're about to struggle yeah (laughs) (laughs) i was i was going to i think that as you were saying the key really lies in once you understand that change is inevitable you need to understand and accept that before you can see that change is exciting rather than just terrifying yeah agreed and i think actually over the last i would say 
six months, like since the third year, I think in like our group of friends alone, you do see people struggling with their mental health at uni. Yeah. I think a lot of that is down to perhaps a lack of purpose because you don't have those next steps laid out. But also at this point, even though in general everyone is obviously scared and sad that we don't have much time left we all know that we can't live like this forever yeah i think that you can enjoy something and also know that it's not perfect forever and i think actually specifically if we're talking in terms of leaving uni the idea of living how we live now i i mean don't get me wrong i love living with my friends i love my house that is falling apart the seams <laughs> um i love just like the walks onto campus with people and stuff yeah. the rats around lenton the, the bins that people just kick over <laughs> can you tell we're third years we're getting a bit sick of that now <laughs> but it's scarier to think that you will live that way forever than the idea of there being change because you need change develop to expand everything is change exactly i think that's the meaning of life right okay we're getting this is very we're getting my philosophy side's coming out i did not know that this episode was actually the meaning of life (laughs) (laughs) well i i mean as a philosophy student and obviously psychology but as a philosophy student i do think about the meaning of life a lot and i i'm the existential one (laughs) hey it's my degree (laughs) yeah Um, at least you get credits for it (laughs) (laughs) um but i have come to the conclusion this is obviously my own personal conclusion that the meaning of life is change and evolution all of that is all everything is like evolution you know the seasons change everything we're born and we die and if we look at kind of everything in history and everything in nature it all points towards this evolutionary process right that isn't restrictive to like life structures Mm. and our life needing change and development and that links to like self-development and personal growth and a growth mindset like everything needs to change and adapt and enhance and you know that only happens with experience yeah and you can't get many experiences if you're stuck in the same place Mm -hmm. you necessarily need to go through those doors so hopefully we haven't passed an existential crisis on to you guys yeah but just in case we have, we'll give you some tips to deal with. <laughs> Lydia, do you have any tips for coping with change? I would say the big one is adding that structure to your life. So with change, there's going to be there's going to be a bit of a shift, a bit of a disruption. So it's about maybe adding that structure to your life again. So leaving uni, the one thing that really scares me personally is obviously currently I've got I wake up early for training i shower eat my food do my lectures get my work done 
chill in the evening, right? That's good for me. And I know that that routine is good for me. Leaving uni, I'm not going to have that. So I'm going to have to structure that myself. And that's where, you know, I've, I've been thinking like, I need to sign up to football in London, mm-hmm. go on my 5k runs every day. So like it was, so I'm going to create that habit myself so that I can get that structure back. I think that's a really good point. I think that you can, even in amongst change, if you really, really struggle with change, even if you've tried, I don't know, you could even just start with minor changes, get a different coffee order. (laughs) Um, But if you're still really struggling with that, is rather than focusing on all the things that are different, is, as you said, introducing the things that you want to maintain and focusing on the things that you can keep the same. I think also that fear of change can be eradicated if you stop comparing yourself to others. It's so easy, like, as we grow to, like, compare ourselves, like, oh, I should be doing this, I should be doing that. Oh, this person's, you know, already making six figures and has a solid job and is whatever they're doing, you know, has their own apartment. And it's like, so it's so easy to think that you're behind so it's like an active like reminder like not to compare. It's a really easy trap to fall into. So easy, especially with social media and like every like seeing everyone's highlight, everyone killing it. Quote alert, quote alert. Comparison is the thief of joy, and that means don't compare yourself. <laughs> don't compare yourself because everyone's on a different path, everyone's on a different trajectory. Mm-hmm. you could be a millionaire at 30 you could be a millionaire at 60 either way you're going to end up a millionaire the journey's just going to be different change comes in different forms and at different times for everybody yeah and so don't compare we're going to go on to our weekly recommendations so my weekly recommendation this week is to make yourself a smoothie oh i've been having some smoothies for breakfast okay what it- type of smoothies the ingredients are a cup of spinach yeah one mango. Yeah. One banana. Yeah. A cup of milk. Yeah. Some ice. And I put in like a shot of apple cider vinegar. Okay. They're really good. And they're like bright green. Like they're, yeah, a, good, spinach. they're a good colour. Like an appetising green. That sounds nice. They're super easy. Just, yeah. Smoothies are great. And that that makes, for me, two servings. So then I'll make that and then have it for two days. Lovely. Yeah. Very good. What's yours for the week? My weekly recommendation is a show that I have been binge watching, which I don't tend to do very often. So that's how I know that I'm obsessed with the show. It's called Sex Lives of College Girls. Mm -hmm. And it's on ITVX. It's really good. It's so funny. Only two seasons are out. Only 10 episodes in each season. And they're like 20 minutes. 20 minutes. It's an easy one to binge watch. That's to be my fair. ideal. I don't have a lot of time. Like, I just like a quick thing before I sleep. Bang. Mm-hmm. Laugh before I go to bed. It's brilliant. It's really funny. It follows the lives of four college girls in America who. They just have some really interesting stories, to be fair. Yeah, navigate college life and romance and all that fun stuff. It's great. It's really funny. Yeah. I have also watched it and I would also recommend. <laughs> there we go. And uh, so with that, we hope you will have an amazing week. Yeah. And we will see you next time. 
Thanks for listening as always. And take, take care. care.